Um, so we are in Lent, week two of Lent, uh, this what? week of February 25th. Um, sorry, someone's calling me. Hold on. Should we take off our headphones? I want to just, oh, send a voicemail. Got it. Um, we're in the week of Lent too. We should have just invited February. them onto the well, podcast. Yeah, that's like, great. Hey, <laughs> you're like, hey, you're live. Hey, you're on a podcast now. <laughs> Welcome. What do you think about Peter? Uh, get behind me. Get sent to voicemail. Let's see. Yeah, they can be on it next time. Right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week. My name is David Tremaine. I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. My name is Maya Little Sonia, and um, I'm the Youth Minister also here at St. Paul's Cathedral, also in San Diego. And my name is Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator also at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. Digital Resource Curator. <laughs> it's the be- it's the best title I've ever had. Yeah, it's definitely it's right. it's awesome. So, Jackie, what's happening in Japan today? Anything fun? Um, there's a lot of snow. I I feel like I've hit the winter blues of it's never going to be spring ever again. Mm-hmm. So this week I started planting my seeds. I saw so that. nice. Yeah, so I have Don't Tell Scott. I just bought a third UV light for our guest room. (laughs) And this time we're planting two types of basil, jalapenos, which we did last year. And now we're adding cherry tomatoes, green beans, spinach, and cucumbers. Wow, what a selection. So I'm really excited. Unreasonably excited, really. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, because it's snowing outside. Yeah, we, no. <laughs> we hope that spring comes soon for you, Jackie. Um, we're in week two of Lent. Uh, this week is the week of Sunday, February 25th. And um, the gospel this week is Mark chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. So like every week, our Faith to Go resources that are there to help you have all your Faith to Go all of your faith conversations at home are based on the gospel for this week. Uh, and those can be found at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. And so to start our, off our discussion, Maya is going to read Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 38. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who who lose their life for my sake, for the sake of the gospel, save it. For what will the... What will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? For those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed 
when he comes in the glory of his Father and with the holy angels. Okay, so we'll uh, take some time now to each highlight one thing from the story that we hope people bring into their faith discussions this week. Before that, we should give some context to the story. Um, One thing about the lectionary is that it sometimes will give you some scriptural whiplash because (laughs) two weeks ago we read the story of the Transfiguration, which is at the beginning of chapter 9. And then the week after that, which was last week, we read from Mark 1. And then this week we're back in Mark 8, but we're before the Transfiguration story. So it's all kind of going back and forth and back and forth. We're skipping around to different parts of the gospel and themes of the gospel. But just know that this is in the latter half of Mark's gospel and immediately preceding the transfiguration, which we talked about two weeks ago. And if you'd like to hear that podcast, uh, it is in your feed, and you can go check it out. So, Jackie, what is the thing you wanted to highlight from this week's scripture? Um, I wanted to highlight how I think that Peter gets a bad rap, you know, Jesus calls him Satan. Yeah, and that's a little scary, but I think that Peter is very representative of us and all of humanity um, at any moment. And and specifically, I feel like this interaction is very similar um, to the interaction between teenagers and parents. Um, when I was a kid, my mom had so much wisdom, uh, and, you know, she was always mindful to, to, to tell us that there was a life after high school and high school wasn't the end all be all. And it was okay if something didn't go well in high school because you had this whole life in front of you. Um, and while that was like, I knew that she was right. I also still wanted to be a part of the group that was high school. And so I didn't want her to say those things out loud or to make me be any more apart from that group because I still wanted to fit in and be included. And so I, that's, that's what I feel when I feel this embarrassment that Peter felt towards Mm -hmm. Jesus saying this in front of the crowds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because in, in the, in Matthew, it's pretty clear that Peter is rebuking Jesus because he doesn't like the content of Jesus's prophesying, like the mm-hmm. content of what Jesus is saying is going to happen to him. He doesn't want Jesus to die. It's what it sounds like in Matthew and Luke. Here, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's almost like uh, that line, uh, the verse thirty-two. He said all this quite openly. It's almost seemed came off to me at this reading at this time that. Peter was rebuking Jesus for saying it as openly as he did, not for what he mm. said, but how he said it, which kind of is what you're saying. About how you knew mm-hmm. she was right. Yeah, it's like he's scared of the truth of what Jesus is saying, not yeah. maybe scared of the truth, but also wants to kind of like hold on to truth just for himself, kind of like hoarding this spiritual truth that Jesus is just proclaiming openly. It's mm-hmm. like Peter is giving us that insight into ourselves of how we kind of want to have you know, we want to hold on to in, that kind of insight and Intimacy. not let everybody else have it. Right, and closeness you know? with a person. Yeah, right. There's something, yeah. Like, so you told like, me this, and now you're telling everyone. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't tell everyone that something that big, but Jesus yeah. is just like, yeah. Poor Peter, he's always our, like, window into into Peter, man. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he always represents the what Jesus we would like, be no. like. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be terrified if Elijah and Moses and Jesus were just chilling on this mountaintop. I'd be like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I like that idea that it's not just that he doesn't want Jesus to die, but there's other dynamics going on of why. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what Jesus is saying when he says, uh, get behind me. You are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Yeah. Um, that what is divine is maybe maybe that a human thing is feeling like kind of salvation thing. is an individual um, journey. That mm-hmm. it's like it's about me being saved. And a divine thing is about like a universal salvation that it's mm-hmm. about all of us doing it together, you know, and that you can tell yeah. everyone and like human thing would be like a kind of like emotion of like, Jesus, like yeah. don't tell everyone. Right. And then like, yeah, Jesus. Right. yeah, it's like okay. a very human reaction to want to hoard resources and right. knowledge and, knowledge. and spiritual mm. insight as a resource. And it's a very divine thing to let it go. Yeah. There's a lot of radical acceptance in this verse about, like, just giving up everything. Obviously, like, the taking up your cross thing. But, like, in dialectical behavior therapy, it's, like, radical acceptance is just kind of, like, going with the wave and just, like, going with whatever. Just, like, things you can't change and just accepting it. And so Mm. it's kind of like Jesus is saying that. Just, like. It's like giving up control. Right. Control. Exactly. Or not necessarily control because sometimes we have control and it's good to have control. But uh, giving up the need for control Mm -hmm. and just going wherever the wind takes you Mm -hmm. and or ruach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that leads into the thing I wanted to highlight, which is from that middle part of the story. Uh, where Jesus says, if you, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who lose their, lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? And it's kind of... A, this story as a whole, what we just talked about, Jesus saying, Jesus says, this is what's going to happen to me. This is what it's going to look like for me to take up my cross. You know, I am on a journey to the cross where I'm going to die and then be resurrected and changed and different. And, and then he turns to everyone and says, and guess what? It's not just your job to watch me do it. It's your job to do it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to look exactly the same, but everyone's going to be called to take up their own cross and to follow me to certain death, but also certain resurrection after death, which I'm physically going to model for you. Um, right. In, yeah. I'm going to incarnate this thing that I'm telling you you need to do. And, and there's something so... Uh, it's easy... The, the insight of what that actually means for our lives is, makes us want to do that thing that Peter did, which is like, no, Jesus, mm-hmm. take that back. Don't tell me that I have to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because to think about, to think about what, is my, what is my cross? What is the one thing? What is, a part, what is the part of me that I can't handle letting go of? What is the yeah. thing that I can't deal with? 
giving up control over. Right. You know, and what would it look like? Well, how can I let that crucify me and and knowing that I'm going to be resurrected and transformed through that thing? That's not a fun process. No. No, but I do think in a baby way, you know, that is what makes a great Lenten discipline. You know, acknowledging something that is keeping you, even if a little bit farther from Christ and taking up your cross. What is something in your daily life that is distracting you? And and can you eliminate it for 40 days so that you can ultimately be closer to God and be closer to doing your duty to take up your cross? And he gives us the, the, the... Kind of pattern for what that looks like is it's what are what is the human thing that is getting in the way of the divine thing, mm-hmm. and not that they're they could be one and the same thing. It could and it's mostly like letting something that is hurting you, some human thing that is hurting, letting it die, lead you to the divine thing that is the flip side of it. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Well, because it says like those who give up their life. Like I don't think of like literally dying. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes that happens, but like kind of the idea of my life is no longer mine where it's like my will my intentions my motivations um my human concerns and my human emotions like he's kind of saying like that that needs to die Uh and that needs to be taken like that needs to be let go of and then your life will be saved right um like the illusion that i am the one that made me who i am I'm the only reason I'm is the thing I'm... that can die, mm-hmm. and what actually is re- what actually happens isn't that you die, but that you become aware of the truth of like your own of your reality. Right. That it is really yeah. your union with God that is the truest thing, and not this thing that you think you are. And I think the added thing that Jesus is saying here is that you've got built into your humanity mm. a cross that is your invitation to recognize the thing that you've forgotten right? again. And your cross isn't a bad part of you. It's the part of you that is going to lead you back to recognizing your union with God. There's more. Um, okay, I think this is a good place to go to, to yours, Maya. What is your... The very last part. So when he says, like, let me quote it again. Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation... Of them, the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in glory of his Father with the holy angels. So, obviously, like, Son of Man coming with the Father, holy angels, definitely has some end times type themes. Um, It's kind of scary. It's also kind of like, oh, gee, Jesus is ashamed of me. That doesn't feel very... Mm -hmm. This whole thing is just not very warm and fuzzy. And, David, would you like to share what you found as far as translations with, like... Yeah, there's the, the word ashamed... Let me pull it up here. The word ashamed, uh, the root of the word ashamed in Greek is, is let me read the Greek, iskunomai, which um, means to be ashamed, to put to shame. But there's a number of translation options, and uh, one of them is shrink. And the that idea of like sh- being ashamed of something is to, if you're ashamed of something, you kind of shrink away from them. Mm-hmm. that if you and maybe thinking about it like that like to it's not that if it's not like a quid pro quo like if you do this to me I'm going to do this right, to you no. it's almost like if you shrink away from this invitation I'm giving you 
you're not going to fully realize my my presence in your life. Right. Like, by shrinking me and my universal oneness is in you as well, you're just shrinking yourself Mm -hmm. because I'm in you. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, by diminishing the gospel and this universal truth, you're diminishing yourself as part of this universal truth and part of this identity. Right. Like, it's the same thing, you know? It's like the, it's like kind of a natural law way of thinking about punishment. It's not that you do this and then later Jesus is going to punish you. It's you do this and it's going to hurt because it's kind of a natural consequence. You separating yourself is going to only add to your feeling of separation. Right. No, yeah. you, you belong to this oneness. Yeah. With capital O. Right. Okay, so what are our three things? Let's see. I think the first one <laughs> is about is about not being frightened of the truth that authority figures are are mm. providing you in your life. Jesus being one to Peter. Right. The second one is about the truth that the spiritual journey is painful and that there are deaths and resurrections and all these different transitions in life and that we're all called to walk that path of death and resurrection. And the third one is to remind yourself and your children that that you are in, inherently connected to God and that our union with God is built into our very being and that you're never bereft of God's presence. And that Even the, when you the, want to be. Yeah, and, and the more you kind of, we kind of lean into that journey that Jesus is, is inviting us on, the more we actually feel close, the closeness of the presence of God to us more and more and more throughout our lives. So now that we've uh, discussed the gospel, Maya is going to read it one more time, and maybe you'll hear something new this time that you didn't hear last time. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great sufferings and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any... If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who want to, those who lose lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and with holy angels. Thanks, Maya. Okay, so we hope you have great conversations this week with your family, with your friends, with all those people you're going to have faith conversations with. Make sure to check out all the Faith to Go resources for this week at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at faith to go where we post uh, discussion questions and, and different uh things up there for your response and reflection so thanks everyone for tuning in this week we'll be back in your feed next sunday and thank you maya and jackie thanks david and jackie thanks david and you, uh, maya oh i was about to say g all right <laughs> all right <laughs> okay. bye everyone bye bye